to you live from the Summerton Community Federal of Summerton, Philadelphia. Friday morning, a little bit nippy out there, a little bit more than a little bit nippy out there. Looks like we jumped right from summer to winter without stopping for fall in between. Yeah, it's already sweater weather over here. Sweater weather. Yeah, this is not cold. You guys think this is cold? Nippy. Anyway, we continue with Or Yisrael. We're in Michtav Yud, three par- third paragraph in, and Rabbi Yisrael again is telling us about Musr and the resistance to Musr, and the opponents of Musr, and, and, and um, we have an innate resistance, we saw, to um, learning Musr because it's, it's frightening, it's fearful, it's fearsome. The reputation that it has is it's overwhelming and difficult and, and uh, depressing and dank. We don't want to go there. The Rabbi Yisrael's song is a very opposite. Chai chai ikare. He who is learning Musr is alive. He's margish. He's in touch with himself. He's in touch with his inner self. He's in touch with his inner world. He's in touch with his tchunas and nefesh. His strengths, weaknesses, and characteristics. And don't give that up. You're truly alive. If, 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 if one is in the, in the, in the uh, you know, the um, mode of Musr in the Musr mode, that's a grand true life. Life is about sensing and sensitizing and sensating yourself. Al Yipoleva Adam, he has to address, preempt another problem that we may have in, in becoming connected to a, a Musr Limud. Says Rabbi Yisrael, don't let it fall into our minds, Belamdei Musr, don't let yourself, you're going to take encouragement from me and you're going to take the inspiration from me and get into Musr and you're going to see that you're not going to see immediate changes. Or, or, I'm sorry, before that even, mispoil. Don't, don't be depressed or down if you're not mispoil. Mispoil means to be affected by it. Mispoil means to feel it, to be moved. You're supposed to learn, most of you know, we talk about there'd be soul's famous um, expectation is to learn most of hispilus. What does hispilus mean? Spilus means it should affect you. It touches you. It's moving you somewhere, right? Learning Musr, you learn it slowly, repeatedly, aloud, in a sing-song way, a line again and again and again from Shai Tshuva, from the Silas Yasharm, be it what it may. And it's supposed to create his pilus. It's supposed to be mispoil. That's what he wants. And Hispilus, again, is when it touches you, it moves you, something's moving and shifting inside of you. So it says to Yisrael, so you may take all my exhortation and encouragement over here and excitement and get into Musr, but you may sit and learn Musr, you, you may not feel anything. Don't let that bother you. Don't let that discourage or dissuade you. Or you may find that maybe I'm feeling something, but I'm not seeing anything. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, and I walk out, I'm the same person. I go to sleep, I'm the same person. I wake up, I'm the same person. These are two arguments, two aspects over here, which may discourage us, says Rabbi Yisrael, from a, a, a Musr Limud. Says Rabbi Yisrael, Yeda nemona im Know and be reassured that although you may not see actively on the surface, anything changing, in your inner world, things are shifting, things are moving around, things are beginning to change. And over the passage of time, 
with the increased learning and study. May his kaptsus harishimois hanelamois. When we accumulate enough of those small shifts, those small changes, those small movements, you indeed will become someone else. You will change. There will be movement. There will be development. There will be shifting and changing. And this lot of again, it's always Rabbi Yisrael's, it's always his objective in Musr is change, shift, development, transition. That's what he wants. That's what Shuva is. And you will see that over a length of time, these small shifts will accumulate into big changes. But the person's taiva will be will be reined in. It won't be able to jump out. I will have self control. I'll see over time. Suddenly, I, I have control in areas that I, that I never dreamed I would have had control in. And there's some taivas which I may not even have anymore. I may not be interested in this anymore because again, over the course of a long period of time, shifts built up, little minor changes accumulated. And I might not even be interested in things that used to really be major challenges for me. Experience will will attest to this when we just take a quick take. Someone who learns Musr, even with, he means, even, you know, addressing small areas of his persona, small areas of himself in small amounts of time. But if he does it consistently, it will eventually show up, it will eventually build up in its strength, and it will eventually be present and palpable in his mindset, in his, his take on life, his, his outlook on reality, and how he conducts himself. Okay, so Bisrael is telling us something so important for us to bear in mind when we take the advice of Bisrael, we, we get down into the, you know, into the trenches, and we really get into learning Musr. It takes time. It takes time. And as part of the Yetzirah also is to expect immediate changes and to expect profound changes and say, you know, I'm struggling, struggling, I'm struggling. We want, we want excuses. We want, we want shortcuts. That's what we want. We want shortcuts. We want quick fixes. We want easy ways out. And there is no easy way out. And not only that, though, more so, Rabbi Sol is telling us it's so important for us to know that things are happening beneath the surface. A, we have to suppress the need for immediate gratification, immediate results, and B, we have to know that there are results happening all the time. They're just not perceptible yet. And here comes a famous idea. This is such a beautiful way he wraps up this mikhtav um, from Rabbi Yisrael. Famous marshal and Rabbi Yisrael's take on this, on this, on this, uh, on this insight from Rabbi Kiva. In Avis Reb Nassim, the sixth parak, we used to learn to have an Avis Reb Nassim shir. Remember on Fridays, the oral law. Maybe Mr. Hashem one day we'll get back to it, maybe. What were the beginnings of Rabbi Kiva? Amru. So they said Rabbi Kiva like this. He was already 40 years old. Didn't, didn't didn't know a thing, not a thing. Garnished, never opened up mishnayis, didn't know anything. Forty years, and and you know, not like he was uh, brought up in Soviet Russia. You know, he's living in Eretz Yisrael, surrounded by a Dordeya, right? Garnished, good land. Pam achas 
as he was a shepherd, and he came by a well. And he saw a very smooth stone channel in the ground. Very, very smooth um, fissure carved out in this rack that led down to this well. Amar, he said, who carved this stone so smoothly could make such a smooth, clean carving of this stone? Amrulai, so they told him, they said, that's the water that's been dripping on there for, for centuries. It carved out the rack. Amrulai, Akiva, they said, no, Akiva, aren't you familiar with the Pasuk that says stones have been carved out by water? And this is what you're looking at over here. Miyad immediately He took inspiration. He took his spilus away from this insight, and he made a kavachomer. Marach The same way, something, if something, something very rather, something very soft, very yielding, very insubstantial. That's water. Can shizalek can carve out what's tough, strong. And hard like a rack, divrei Torah, kashakashika barzel, divrei Torah, which start off much more powerful than water. They're not insubstantial; they're quite substantial. They're they're described as being tough like iron. Alachas kama v'kama sheyichakukus libi shehu baser v'dam. All the more so, it will be able to carve out, carve a hole into my heart, which is a mortal heart, which is baser v'dam. Miad chazer lumli Torah. Immediately after he made that kavachaymer, Bikiva left and went off to yeshiva. Ayn Sham. So that's all he did so far was just quote this well-known story, this episode with Rebikiva. Got Rebikiva set on his way, and how he took a lesson from the water on the rack, and that's the story there. Now, what's Rebikiva's Rebik Stroll's insight into this into this uh, famous chazal? So says Rebikiva, ki Rebikiva. When he began to learn, says Rabbi So, you think that the first day Rabbi Kiva went to yeshiva, he suddenly was a different man, he was a different person. He was Rabbi Kiva the Amaritz. He was Rabbi Kiva the shepherd. He was Rabbi Kiva who, who didn't even know this Pazik of Avanam Shachakumayim. And you think the first time he went to yeshiva, suddenly he became, he went overnight. He became a, a flaming Balshuva? No. The first day was in Yeshiva, the second day in Yeshiva, the third day in Yeshiva. Kamatz Aleph A, Kamatz Beis Ba. Learn, you know, Mishnais, Brachas, learn Tchumish Vayikra. It can take some time for this stuff to go in. Amar Noyesh Lenavshoi. Says Rabbi Yisrael, not only an insight into that Maimar Chazal, but an insight into the, the history of Rabbi Kiva. He's understanding, you know, how could a bitak that Rabbi Kiva made it to age 40 and didn't learn anything? So it says Rabbi Yisrael, as we were just pointing out, he lived in a Dorodeya. He lived in a generation of Tanoim in Eretz Yisrael. What's the He made it to age 40 and didn't learn anything. It says Rabbi Yisrael, Avadi went to Yeshiva in the past. Avadi tried learning. But he wanted immediate results. He wanted to see instant change. Rabbi Kiva wanted to see, you know, I'm going to go spend the day in Yeshiva. I want to walk away today. Today I'm going to master Chumash. Tomorrow Mishnais. The day after that Gemara. The day after that Yushami. He wanted to see the immediate changes. Rabbi Kiva didn't see that. He despaired. That's where he was 
before he saw this rack. He was in a state of despair. He had given up on his, on his career of learning. They showed Rabbi Kiva the, the refutation for his despair for the water dripping on the rack. He let the water drop down on the rack. Now, let one droplet of water go on there. Let even 50 drops. Go back the next day after you start letting water drip down onto the rack. A constant drip, drip. Are you going to see, does the rack look any different the next day? No. That entire day's worth of water droplets cascading down on it, it looks the same exact way as it did the previous day. You don't see any change. Nevertheless, if you just make a mental exercise over here, it's clear. Something zikr happened on that one day. Make a mental experiment, and the results will be unequivocal that even though I can't see anything, I don't detect any changes in the rack after one day, something definitely changed on a molecular level. What's the proof? The proof is because you add up enough of those days and make them into years, make those years into decades, you're going to get a channel, a fissure carved out of the rack that goes all the way through the rack. So something clearly is happening every day. They don't see it, but you add enough of those up and something very perceptible happens. So something is happening every single day. From each droplet, something is happening. Some iota, you know, is being removed. Something on a molecular level is being washed away. It just takes an extremely long time for all those molecules to add up. Who has and that is what made the rack carved out. May riboy amayim berevois hayamim from the the you know from the, from the the all the water adding up over a course of long 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 period of time. Mis kaps rishimus habelinir goshes from the accumulation of all the impacts and the impressions which were indetectable, which were not perceptible. You put enough of the imperceptible together, you get the perceptible, and that's what Bikiva saw. So what an amazing profound insight there in the Maimur Chazal, in the story in Avastir of Nassim, that what Rabbi Kiva really figured out is the, the key to overcoming his own despair and his own yush. He said, yeah, I expected immediate results. There are results. There are immediate results. There are immediate results. Things are shifting. Things are changing. Things are happening right away. I just don't see them. I don't pick up on them. But they're there. They're there. And if I keep it up, and I stick it out, eventually it's going to add up. It's going to be something that I can tack and pick up on, something that I'm going to be able to see, something that I'm going to be able to perceive. I will see change. I will see a difference within myself. Bizois, now Yisrael brings that back to Musr and plugs the same idea into Limud HaMusr, <coughs> which we were saying earlier that someone will despair from learning Musr when he doesn't see any immediate change in any, in any immediate results. A person who is not drowning um, uh, at, at the, the bottom of the black lagoon of his taiva. Prison, it says, if you saw, there are people that are really, you know, maybe very far gone, difficult to help. Someone who's drowned and is already dead. His, his taivas have killed him. So he's alluding to someone, there's a person that, that you know, you need a, maybe shock treatment for this person. Someone whose mom is drowned at the bottom of the, of the, um, the bottomless lake. Um, the Tivas have, have totally done him in. He needs a different approach. But someone who's not drowning, 
Someone who struggles. He struggles. We go under the water, we come up for air, we go sucked under, we come back up, we sucked under, we come back up. That's, you know, the vast majority of people where we struggle, we battle. And I still have mental clarity and the, the wherewithal to know what I really want, to know what life is all about. The Levi Kalev Ho'evan, but the problem is my heart is a stubborn heart. My heart is like this, this, like this rack. My heart is like this rack that is stubborn and, 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 and won't budge. Ma'im har be'yishpaich al-nafshoi hulimud ha'musari. Let us spill copious amounts of water on our soul. And what is that? That's limud ha'musar. Urishimas na'alamois bekirboi yivaleidu. We will see minute, subtle, imperceptible changes happening within that eventually will accumulate and bring us back on the path to life. Which is, which is, which is, again, you grab onto that. We saw this in the previous Mikhtav as well. We saw always championing, 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 championing and promoting that's something that will bring us back and we can get, get you know, very stark back into that, start shuv over there. That pulls everything else in. A person over the course of time, Musr, Musr, Musr are those droplets of water. They chisel out a hole in your soul. They make a person receptive now to tshuva, to what do we pour into that, to that channel. We pour in Torah, we pour in mitzvahs, and that will be the, the contents that go into that channel that's been carved out in our essence through Musr that will bring us back on the right path. And with that, he wraps up the, the, the mikhtav. And before we wrap up the wrap-up of the mikhtav, I want to speak something out over here. Rabbi Yisrael gives us a profound insight into the Maimur Chazal of how Rabbi Kiva became Rabbi Kiva. This profound insight is what Rabbi Kiva saw is that you don't, you didn't just see, it wasn't the Kava Chaimur about, well, water can carve out stones, the Torah can carve out my hole. It was how it works, right? How it works. How does it work? It happens imperceptibly, but it happens consistently. It happens without seeing anything day by day, but things are happening day by day, and if I add enough of those up, I will change also. So we have to take that encouragement when it comes to Musr. Things are happening on a daily basis. We're changing on a daily basis. We have to stick it out and we will change as well. We will come around. That's Rabbi Yisrael's insight into the how. I heard over here a beautiful idea from Rabbi Seinu. The oymik of the how of the how of Rabbi Yisrael is Rabbi Yisrael brings it back to Musr. And what I heard from Rabbi Seinu over here was the following. A very, very beautiful idea which gives us an appreciation of the depths of, of Rabbi Yisrael's kavon over here, and that is follows. The Pashup shot in the Medrash, in the, in the Brysa rather, is that Rabbi Kiva just saw, hey, water can make a hole in rack. Kishmak. Rabbi Yisrael begins by taking that further for us. It's not just about how water makes a hole in rack. It's not about that water could make a hole in rack. It's about how water does it. It does it very, very slowly. Very subtly over a long course of time, but but consistently, a little bit molecules at a time.
But let's take that further. There's one more insight into how the water is doing it, and that is Azairabai site. You really want to carve out a channel in a, in a rack, in a bear, you want to make a bear mime, you want to make a fissure, you want to make a channel. There's really two ways to do it. You could let the water do it, which will take how long? Very, very long time. Or, let's say I, I, I don't have the patience to wait that long. I want that channel and I want it right now. I want that fish and I want it right now. So what's the other way of doing it? Jackhammer. A jackhammer. That's right. A jackhammer. You get that jackhammer, and Pinchas Yank, would you like to simulate for us the jackhammer that goes with the noises? <laughs> That's the jackhammer, right? So you could do it with a jackhammer. You could also make, right? You could make it in, in, the mat, in a matter of minutes. In a matter of minutes, you could make a hole in the rack too. So what's the big, you know, grace of glick, and the, the, the grace of, you know, Spilus and the smile of, wow, look, the water made a hole in the rack. Listen, you know, step aside, water. I don't have millennia to let you make this hole in the rack. I, I need the hole right now. I'm going to bring out the jackhammer and do it right now. What's this big excitement about the water? And the terrace is like this. Yeah, there's two ways, two ways of making the hole in the rack, but they produce two entirely different results when it's the water and when it's the jackhammer. When it's the jackhammer, what am I left with? Broken pieces of stone. That's right. Shards. Shards. Jagged edges. Jagged, rough edges. Yeah, you made your chasm, you made your channel, but it's jagged, it's rough. It's shards. Shards of rack. When it's the water, it's smooth as glass. It's a smooth, beautiful hole that goes all the way to the center of that rack, all the way through the rack. It's beautiful, it's smooth. And it's perfect. And this is the etzim oymik of what Rabbi Sol wants over here. There's two ways of us trying to achieve change also. To address that person who's despairing of learning Musr. He doesn't see anything happening, but he really wants to change. So there's another way he can change, right? He can change himself with a jackhammer. He can take out that jackhammer and he can force himself to be different. He can force himself to have a different hanhaga. He can force himself to have different attitudes but that's change that's being effected with the jackhammer and that's going to leave behind the jagged hole that's going to leave behind shards that's going to leave behind a broken person and he may be able to affect himself uh, uh, create change but he's going to be a broken person that's not who the Rebunshalom wants Rebunshalom wants change that's natural that's real that's smooth that doesn't break us and that's what Rebunshalom wants so uh, it can be changed that happens so subtly so slowly, but it happens so smoothly. It really is a natural change. It's a real change. I don't have to break myself. I don't have to destroy myself. I don't have to jackhammer myself away. It can become part of who I really am. That was the real lesson. It's not just that it happens over the course of time. It's not just how it happens. It's how the how happens. It happens smoothly and naturally. And to give that one more nusuch, it's a... Organic change. It's part of me. It's an essential change. It's not something that I had to throw in from, from with that. I, this jackhammer and the change that leaves behind is not a real part of me. It was, it was effected upon me. It was impressed upon me. And it was forced upon me. It leaves behind a broken person. It leaves behind a person that changes really part of who they were. 
and it's not part of who they are. It, it, it was imposed and compelled upon me. Whereas when you would change via Musr, it takes a long time, yes, but it leaves behind a smooth change, a person who's changed in a very healthy way, and where that change is part of who I am. I'm a person who's a changed person, not that there's me and the change that was barreled into me. It's part and parcel of who I am. It's natural. It's one and the same with me, myself. I'm a changed person. That's what Musr does for us. And this is the, the, uh, the Taisafis Dvarim over here that uh, I heard from my Rebbeim here in, in, in this Mikhtav. And a beautiful way to end off a, a very powerful Mikhtav for us to take into and apply to ourselves as we go into the Aser Simei Tshuva, as we go into Shabbos Shuva. And we should be Zaych to make the most of Shabbos Shuva to become Shavim, to become Yidin that are continuing and doing Shuva and Mir Hashem um, we'll get together next week with, uh, we're going to have one day ne- left next week, Monday morning for um, Or Yisrael. Try to see one more Michtav going into Yom Kippur and everyone should have a wonderful Lichtige Shabbos.